You have reached Road Talk, Navigating Your Journey, a ministry and podcast of the Discover Young Adults Ministry at the Preston Crest Church of Christ in Dallas, Texas. We meet at 945 on Sunday mornings, and we have small groups all throughout the week. We are located at Preston Road and Highway 635 in North Dallas. My name is Jacob Hawk. I'm the Young Adults Minister and the host of this podcast. It doesn't matter if you are single, dating, if you want to be dating, if you're married, if you want to be married, or if you're divorced, or if you're trying to figure out at what stage of life you are passing through. At the Discover Young Adults Ministry, we want to help you discover life, discover love, and discover the Lord. If I can help you or serve you in any way, or if I can pray for you, please email me at jacob at pressandcrest.org. Welcome back to Road Talk, Navigating Your Journey. I hope you're having a great day, whether you are listening to this in your car, in your office, while you're walking around the neighborhood, at the gym, wherever you may be. Thank you for taking a little bit of time out of your schedule today to spend some time with us in the Word of God. We are in a series right now called Confusing Bible Conversations. So far, we have talked about the man of lawlessness. We've talked about the Antichrist. Today, we're going to talk about one of the most confusing, and I think for a lot of people, one of the most scary questions in the Bible. What is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit? People always want to chew on that question and try to figure it out. Why is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit such an intimidating topic? One, we struggle to know what it is, and then two, whatever it is, Jesus says it's unforgivable. So we lean in, and we listen carefully, and we try to discern how it affects us. And if you're listening to this today, maybe this conversation can bring just a little bit of clarity to a very confusing topic. We will read what Mark has to say about this story. Mark chapter 3, beginning in verse 20. This is at the beginning of Jesus' ministry. Mark tells us that Jesus entered a house, and again a crowd gathered so that he and his disciples were not even able to eat. And when his family heard about this, they went to take charge of him, for they said, He's out of his mind. And the teachers of the law who came down from Jerusalem said, He is possessed by Beelzebub. By the prince of demons, he is driving out demons. So Jesus called them and spoke to them in parables. How can Satan drive out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. If a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan opposes himself and is divided, he cannot stand. His end has come. In fact, no one can enter a strong man's house and carry off his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man. Then he can rob his house. I tell you the truth, all the sins and blasphemies of men will be forgiven them, but whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven, for he is guilty of an eternal sin. And Mark tells us that he said this because they were saying, He, Jesus, has an evil spirit. That sounds pretty serious, and a lot of people throughout the years, have been very concerned about this topic. What is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit? 
Well, let's begin by talking about what it's not. Maybe this can give you a little bit of peace if this is something that you struggle with. The blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is not everyday sins of the tongue. And we know that's true because Paul says that about his own life in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 13, when Paul was looking in the rearview mirror of his past. Paul says, even though I was once a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man, I was shown mercy. Paul says that at one time he was a blasphemer, but he was forgiven because he acted in ignorance and unbelief. So it would be wrong to assume that if you say something one time, you're guilty of that sin. Blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is not having doubts or difficult questions about faith or God. You may remember the beautiful story in Mark chapter 9 of Jesus healing a man's son. The father was so desperate for him to be healed He told Jesus, you can do this. And Jesus said, of course I can do this. And the Father says to Jesus in Mark 9, 24, I do believe, help me overcome my unbelief. Was he guilty of blaspheming the Holy Spirit because he was struggling to believe? I don't think so, because Jesus ended up healing the man's son. So blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is not everyday sins of the tongue, and it's not having doubts or faith, or doubts or hard questions about faith or God. Let's talk about what it is. Within context of Mark chapter 3, blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is attributing the work of God, specifically the Holy Spirit, to Satan. Mark writes in Mark 3 verse 22, that the teachers of the law who came down from Jerusalem said that Jesus is possessed by Beelzebub, by the prince of demons, he is driving out demons. They had to explain the miracles of Jesus in some form or fashion because they knew he was performing miracles. So their strategy was to accuse Jesus of working for Satan. And that's why Jesus rebuts by saying, listen, if I work for Satan, why would I drive out Satan? That's bad for business. I'm making him weaker. The context of Mark 3 and blaspheming the Holy Spirit was attributing the work of God, specifically the Holy Spirit, to workings of Satan. And Jesus clarifies the seriousness of what's going on in verse 28 when he says, All the sins and blasphemies of men will be forgiven them, but whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. Saul blasphemed against Jesus, Peter blasphemed against Jesus, the Roman centurion blasphemed against Jesus, but they were all forgiven. But there is something about blaspheming against the Holy Spirit that is unforgivable. What exactly that is, I don't know. But there is. Blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is also a complete turning away from God. The writer of Hebrews describes this type of situation, Hebrews 6, beginning in verse 4. He says, It is impossible for those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, who have shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the Word of God and the powers of the coming age, if they fall away, to be brought back to repentance. Because to their loss they are crucifying the Son of God all over again and subjecting Him to public disgrace. The writer of Hebrews in that passage indicates that 
people can reach a point of no return. And if you listen carefully to what he described, these are people who have shared in the Holy Spirit. It would appear as if they have committed blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Even the Apostle John in his writings differentiates between two types of sins and the seriousness of those sins, 1 John 5, 16-17. If anyone sees his brother commit a sin that does not lead to death, he should pray and God will give him life. I refer to those whose sin does not lead to death, but there is a sin that leads to death. I am not saying that he should pray about that. All wrongdoing is sin, and there is sin that does not lead to death. So blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is attributing the work of God, specifically the Holy Spirit, to Satan, and I would argue it's also a complete turning away from God. Now, people love to ask the question, how do I know if I've committed that sin? It's not a one-time occurrence, but it is a conscious decision and lifestyle of departing from the truth. And the good news is if you're asking that question, you aren't guilty. By asking the question, you believe there's a God. By asking the question, you acknowledge that you're the one who can be tempted by evil, not God. And by asking the question, you are wanting to make sure that you never commit blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Because those who do commit blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, they simply do not care. If you're listening to this podcast today, it's because you appreciate the Lord. You're thankful for your relationship with Him. And you want to know more about the Holy Spirit. These are not attributes of those who have or likely ever will commit blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. As always, keep your eyes on heaven. Thank you for spending some of your day with us today here at Road Talk, and I can't wait to talk with you next time. Okay.